From beyond the Adoram Holomag, I'm Lana Slock, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. Fun fact for all my Beings of the Galaxy listeners. Did you know I was writing for Beyond the Adoram a handful of years before I started hosting this show? It's the reason Beings of the Galaxy exists, because my assignments have taken me all over, and while on my travels, I found the stories featured in this show. I'd encourage you to read some of my other work too, which you can find on our Hollow page. I've had quite a few adventures in my time and have shared some stories of my own on there. No, this isn't just a shameless plug for you to read my other work, but if it works, <laughs> hey, success. I bring this up because today's story is actually born from a previous assignment of mine aboard Chandrilla Starline's Halcyon. A group of us were assigned different stories that covered what it was like to vacation during the time of the First Order, and I quickly signed up for the Halcyon. I had been on the Halcyon before, see episode 2 from season 1 for a quick anecdote, and any excuse to go back I was ready to jump on, so I packed my bags and headed to board the ship. Things quickly took a turn though when our ship was boarded by the First Order. But you can hear more of that story when you read my article, Vacationing with the First Order. Recently, I was reminded of this trip because I was clearing out old files in my datapad and I came across a recording from this assignment. One night, after the First Order had boarded our ship, I went around the atrium to interview different guests about their experience with the interruption on our cruise. Again, if you want to hear what they have to say, you know where to go. The majority of the beings were trying to remain calm and trying to trust that our crew would get us home safely, but the fear was palpable. Guests coped in different ways, but many had found their way to the sublight lounge, choosing to drink until they forgot about the occupation. And after finishing my interviews, I decided I would try to do the same. I thought I had stopped my droid's recording function before entering the lounge, but apparently I hadn't. So she recorded my entire exchange with Ali, a cafe owner from Corellia, who had the same idea as me. Just keep drinking until something happened. Looks like we both have the same idea. Only if your plan is also keep drinking until you forget about the blockade outside the ship. Yep, same plan. Um, excuse me, may I get a silver sea martini, please? Thanks. Can I ask what you're drinking? Cloud of Bespin. That's a good one. One of my favorites on the menu. Oh, I'm Lonis, by the way. And that's CL-30, Cleo, my droid. Hi, Cleo. I'm Ali. Nice to meet you, Ali. So tell me, what brought you to the Halcyon? I actually never thought I would get to the Halcyon. I won a giveaway in Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag, which was absolutely wizard, since the Halcyon's nightly rates are a lot of credits. That's the Holomag I write for. Whole reason I'm here, too. What? I am such a fan. What What do you write? I cover special events on other worlds, but I have some thoughts of my own for what I want to write in the future. I had heard about that contest, but didn't think I'd end up on the same cruise as the winner. Small galaxy, huh? When did you first find Beyond the Outer Rim? I've been following Beyond the Outer Rim for a while now. It's one of my favorite hollow mags. Oh, do you read many? Sure, but Beyond the Outer Rim is one of my favorites. Still can't believe I'm meeting an actual writer. <laughs> well, don't get too excited. I'm nothing special. But beyond Beyond the Outer Rim, pun not intended, what kinds of stories do you like reading on the Hollow Net? 
everything. I love stories of all kinds. I'm not kidding. I love how wide this galaxy is, so my favorite stories are glimpses of light from the wildest stretches of space. I feel similarly, actually. It's neat to hear stories from different people, to hear where they came from and see how that story can connect back to your own life. Exactly. So where in the galaxy is home for you? The outskirts of Cornet City on Corellia. Oh, Corellia, cool. Have you always lived there? All my life. And what do you do on Corellia? I run a calf shop. A calf shop? So I assume you're an expert in all things calf? Just a little. I'm curious. How does the Halcyon's calf compare to others? Not too bad. I have a few suggestions to make it better, but I feel like I might be overstepping giving notes to the baristas. Well, you never know until you ask. Maybe I'll leave it on my comment card. (laughs) True. I want to hear more about your calf business, though. How you got started and what it's like running your own business. Well, I started out picking up calf for my family rather than making it. My family are true Corellians, you see. They spend a lot of time at the spaceport working on their ships. As fun as flying is, I'm not all that into engineering. I would be sent out on calf runs to keep them going and found this great shop. I would frequent it regularly. Eventually, the owner wanted to pursue an opportunity on Ordmentel and was looking for someone to take it over. I gladly stepped in. Been running the shop for a little over five years at this point. That's that's incredible. I mean, what what do you love most about making calf and running your shop? I mean, free calf is the best calf. <laughs> but no, I really love getting to have conversations with the travelers from all over the galaxy. Right, hearing their stories. Yeah, you get it. Is that the best part of your job? It's up there for sure. Getting to meet beings from all over who stop by to fuel up makes it all worth it. So then, what's the hardest part of your job? Waking up and getting to the shop before having a cup of calf myself. Not a morning person, I take it? For someone who runs a calf shop, you would think I would be, but sadly I am not. Not at all. Okay, so you wake up and it's time to get to your shop. Walk me through a day in the life. Let's see. I usually try to get out of bed a few hours before first light. Once I open my shop and get the crafts brewing, the first couple hours are the busiest since beings are rushing in and out of the spaceport to get started on their travels. But by midday, it's more of a slow stream of customers, so I spend my time between customers on the holonet. I usually pack up by sunset. The time definitely depends whether there are community events or meetings in this block of the city. And then I head home, waste more time scrolling the holonet, and get ready to do it all again the next day. So how much time do you spend on the holonet? That is an incredibly difficult question to answer. I usually start my day browsing a few sites on my datapad from bed. I get to work, and when it's slow, I spend my time behind the counter on the holonet. And then after work, I also tend to open my datapad again. So long story short, a lot of time. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm on the holonet all the time, too. You can get lost on there. You can. There is so much to explore, all from the comfort of your own home. Mind telling me what some of your favorite hollow sites are? Oh, beyond the Outer Rim map, of course. Definitely Coronet City Daily for the local news. I'm also a frequent on the fan hollows like Gaia's Galaxy. I was so excited to see Gaia on the Halcyon since I've been a fan of hers for ages. She was spectacular, wasn't she? One of my colleagues is the biggest Gaia fan and was pretty annoyed I was assigned for this gig because she was gunning for it. I can imagine. 
But as much as I love galactic pop culture, last year I actually got really involved with holocytes that documented the status of the resistance movement. So yes, I spend way too much time scrolling fashion mags and interim trends, but I have just been as captivated by the real hard work of resistance fighters. The resistance, huh? Sure, it's a little terrifying, the whole first order occupation of our crews, but the idea of real life resistance operatives on this ship? Even meeting and connecting with some of them made me a little starstruck. I take it you're doing your own part in supporting the cause. Absolutely. You mind talking about it? Don't mind at all. So Coronet City Daily lets community members comment on their stories, and I noticed a few regular names popping up on reports about the resistance. After a little holo snooping, I found amazing holo pages and holo sites that allow for supporters of the movement to communicate. Since the search of mine started on a local holo site, I realized there's a group of us who live on the same world who see eye to eye. And I mean, everyone loves Cap. So I opened my shop to host some in-person meetings once a week for us like-minded beings. So what are your meetings like? They're really great. I make a huge pot of calf, and depending on the week, the ten or so of us just chat about what we think of this week's stories and updates. It's very much awareness, less action. But we get new people coming in every week, so I feel like we're doing some good. Do you have any connections to the Rebellion? I feel like the majority of people who get involved with the Resistance were in some way connected to the Rebellion. I don't actually. I was captivated by the war stories from my parents' generation and have been following with the outrageous crimes committed by the First Order. But I actually lost my sister in the Hosnian disaster. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. That's kind of you. It was a really difficult time after her death. It felt so evil to lose her that way, you know? After that, it was over for me. Time to dive all in. Have you thought about what would happen if the First Order found out? I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about it. No one in my group is a fighter. Most of us aren't even fans of carrying blasters. But if a First Order stormtrooper barged into one of our meetings, we would convince the Buckethead we were simply a passionate group of calf heads looking for an imp to join our next calf tasting. Nice. Cover story ready to go and everything. You have to be prepared at all times. So what's next for your group when you go back? Because I've been able to meet some actual through and through resistance members during this incredible trip, I can't wait to get them connected with the others back home. I'm hoping to build a more permanent safe space for traveling resistance members passing through Corellia. That's... I mean, that's pretty incredible, Ali. It's the right thing to do, and the invitation is always open. You are more than welcome to join us if you ever find yourself on Corellia. Good. I have a bad feeling about this. Considering I'm talking to you right now, clearly we all made it out okay. What happened next, though? I guess you'll just have to read about it on our hollow page. <laughs> I did get the chance to see Ali at the end of our voyage, though. We ran into each other in the Crown of Corellia dining room. As soon as she was off the ship, she would head back to her calf shop, and I would head back to finishing writing the story that you can read... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get the picture now. But before we said our final goodbyes, Ollie emphasized that if I was ever on Corellia, I should go to her resistance meetings. I politely said I would, but if I'm honest, I'm not sure I would have taken her up on it. 
See, I was pretty new to be on the Outer Rim, and I didn't want to rock the boat. My article stays away from talking about the politics of the Resistance versus the First Order, just annoyance for how the Order was ruining our vacation. But I cringe slightly when I look back at that article, and I wonder what the reception might have been if I was more explicit in my support of the Resistance and more severe on the First Order. But I convinced myself that I didn't need to be explicit, that I wouldn't actually enact change because I wasn't on a battlefield fighting the fight. But what Ali showed me, and I hope showed all of you, is that doing the right thing is about more than the big things. It's about more than making powerful speeches, flying your starfighter into great battles, leading troops on the front lines. Doing the right thing, it's just doing your part. The First Order is gone now, but I know the history of the galaxy, her cyclical nature, the Empire, the First Order. They themselves may never come back, but there will always be something that asks you, will you get involved and try to fight for what's right? But may you always remember, you don't need a blaster to do the right thing. Sometimes, it's just as simple as opening your doors to other like-minded beings who are looking for a safe place in a dangerous world, and perhaps a cup of calf as well. Thanks for joining me, Lana Slock, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag production, bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.